And welcome back to the third in this short-lived four-episode series, the review of the final four episodes of Game of Thrones here on the JB's Driving Podcast Network. The last two episodes I ran and ran, those being about the Battle of Winterfell and then subsequently um, the last of the Starks. And I ran Ray because I was very upset in a series that we've all been emotionally invested in for the past nine years. I'm not going to rant rave this time. I, 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 this episode, The Bells, I, I think it was entertaining. But just because it was entertaining doesn't mean it was good. It doesn't mean that it's lived up to what it should be, the legacy of the Game of Thrones. And it is a legacy. It is a legacy. This will go down like MASH did. This will go down like all the, all the uh, TV series that have been really looked upon finally, finally in the past, I mean, since, uh, since uh, television was introduced into the American household. Again, just because it was entertaining doesn't mean it was, it was good. I mean, movies like Broken Arrow were entertaining. Doesn't mean they were a good movie. Um, so I, I think there's a couple of things to criticize about the series before you get into actual The Bells, the episode itself. And that's the fact, and it's, it's starting to be written about, and that's the fact that this season really needed to be extended to um, a couple more seasons. I, you can see that in, in the, um, the character development, the sudden character development, which I will get to a little bit later here and the overall connection with the characters and how they're growing. It's, it's been very retarded by the fact that it's been rushed, and it's, it's apparent that it's, it's been rushed. And along with that, along with the fact that it's been rushed, it's also been hurt by uh, David Benoit and, and Weiss's uh, inability uh, to understand story arcs. And what do I mean by that? Uh, look... Look at the way that they've taken the idea of subversion, of surprise, and really put it prominently in in these past episodes, especially since uh, Martin's work um, ended and, and, and theirs kind of taken over. They don't have that to rely upon. They don't have that crutch. So we've seen the idea of subversion with Arya killing the Night King, um, among others, uh, really take the forefront and completely destroyed character development, the character arcs. And that's really hurt this series because this series is so character-driven. So character-driven. It's story-driven to an extent, but the characters really, I mean, the, the, the characters really drive us. So with that being said, um, let's look at the episode itself. And and. We first have Danny uh, being upset because she's upset with John, Tyrion. She wants the throne. And now that the secret of John's lineage being out there, she's devastated. Devastated. Again, this is the all of a sudden flip to her going mad. I, I, you know, I said this before. I'm going to say it again in my Twitter feed is, Danny hasn't experienced 
anything else we've any anything else that anything different than we've experienced as human beings. She lost her best friend. One of her pets got killed. Um, her boyfriend no longer wants to be with her, and uh, you know people don't like her. Uh, that's something that we all go through, and she eventually goes postal, which we'll touch on in a little bit here. So I'm kind of, eh. And again, this goes to why this series needed to be longer. This season needed to be dedicated to the Night King. We spent, since episode one, dealing with the White Walkers and the Night King. As soon as episode three is finished, you don't hear from them anymore. Don't hear about it. The ramifications of that battle aren't even seen. They're not even experienced after episode three. You don't see the psychological effect on any of the characters at all. Any of the characters at all. Specifically Jon Snow. There is no dynamic change in Jon Snow. And again, that's what season eight should have been about. It would have allowed real writers, maybe Cogman, who is the backup writer, to develop these, flesh out these characters more after a very traumatic battle. Uh, it would have allowed them to flash out Danny as she's slowly going mad. And then is, there are hints earlier on in this in the series where she could go mad. I will give I will give the writers that. There, but again, that's when um, our boy Martin was still more heavily involved. So Danny's really upset, and you have Varys, a fantastic character. Again, character driven. Varys, a fantastic character. As John is landing on Dragonstone, Varys goes up and runs up to him and says, John, you need to backstab Danny. Again, completely against the Varys character, the Master of Whispers, the Spy Master. He's going to go out there and literally in daylight and tell John you need to overthrow your love. Well, Varys essentially ends up dead. Gets blown, blown apart by... Um, Dragon's got uh, uh, dragon fire, and, and my criticism of this show, among others, this episode has to do with the the many character deaths you see, and how these characters that we're seeing dying, unlike on the episode where uh, Night King invades Winterfell, these characters are characters that we've seen since episode one. Uh, and and because of the multiple deaths, their deaths aren't as nearly as impactful. Not nearly as impactful. Doesn't any intelligent person in that writing room realize, you know what, if we cram all these deaths in, they're not going to mean something to the, to the people who are watching. And guess what? They didn't. They didn't. It was lost. Varys should have died in his own episode. If we're going to go through the murderer's row and kill off everybody, at least spread them out. At least spread them out. They cannot do that. As a writer, you need to have that impact on the audience. They're not having that impact. So Varys is dead, and, and, and I will say the best scene in this entire show, um, this episode, was Tyrion and Jaime. Um, I really think Dinklage and, and, and um, Nicholas did a great job here, and they always have. Their, their uh, rapport through the entire series has been fantastic. And I will say hats off to that. Now, we head to the battlefield. Remember last episode when... when um, the scorpions that Kyburn built, those gigantic crossbows mounted on Euron ships, uh, the heat-seeking scorpion bolts were able to kill off uh, Danny's other dragon just like in three shots, didn't miss a single one. Well, here 
we have a completely incompetent Navy. Not just Greyjoys. In the, the prior episode, it was, a, it was a detachment from the Iron Fleet. We have his entire Iron Fleet there, waiting in the bay, all facing the same direction. And apparently they can't hit the broadside of a barn because as the dragon comes down, who is all of a sudden super-powered, another inconsistency is the power of these dragons. I mean, shoot, in episode four, you don't know how strong. They, you think they're vulnerable. The, everybody thought the, the dragon, was, the dragon, the last dragon, was vulnerable. Now he's supercharged dragon, blows apart the Iron Fleet. Uh, they can't hit the, said they can't hit the broadside of a barn. But the episode before, that inconsistency there is also very, very bad, and it's also unfulfilling, and they should be criticized about. Not only that, but after Drogon blows apart the Iron Fleet, I mean, he goes into blows apart the entire Golden Company by coming through uh, King's Landing and blows apart this entire section of the wall that looks like he has enough dragon fire for an army of dragons. I mean, does is it did did, did Einstein give him? Uh, Danny, the, the formula for the A-bomb, and they're projecting it through Drogon's breath. Give me a, a break. Again, the discrepancy is disappointing. Disappointing. And Danny ends up blowing up everybody, and there is the moment everybody has an issue with, and that is Danny going mad, losing her shit, going postal. Could happen to anybody. Happened to her. They didn't do a good job of building it up. That was a big criticism. That was a huge criticism. As all of a sudden she just flips, and all the feminists out there, all the people out there who named the dollars Daenerys, are now upset because she flipped like that. It was meant for her to flip. I will say that the foreshadowing, um, the talking about it, was meant for her to flip. But the buildup was horrible. It was horrible. They could have spent an entire season building. I mean, that right there would have been great television. But they didn't. They didn't. She just said, the hell with it. I'm going postal. But rather than going postal, they could have had it uh, tied to her slow fall in the madness. Did we all not see um, Stephen King? I'm not a big fan of Stephen King. But Look at Jack Nicholas's um, his his role. I mean, a slow descent in the madness it would have been great for a season, but we didn't get that because two writers want to go to Star Wars and screw that up. So we're left with uh, Danny just starting to blow apart King's Landing. This is the part where John and Grey Worm and, and Davos, who I'm still as happy he's alive, he's one of my favorite characters are meeting up with the Lannister's army who throw down their swords. And Grey Worm and this... And, and that, wait, let me just pause here. Again, the disconnect between the physical toll that travel down from, from Winterfell, the battle they went through with the Night King and the White Walkers. You don't see that at all in these soldiers. I mean, you, if you're a soldier you just went through hell and the other side just threw down the swords, you think you breathe a sigh of relief. But no, uh, Grey Worm is really pissed off, even though they were very disciplined soldiers. He's pissed off, so he impales one of the Lannister soldiers, and then they, and then they start killing each other. 
Jon Snow lost his spine. Jon Snow lost his spine. It's still on the same table where he was resurrected from. He looks around, figures, hey, something's wrong here. Maybe we should stop in that moment of clarity. But no, the writers completely can keep on destroying Jon Snow, who is the hero of the show. Well, Martin had him built up as the hero of the show until the, the, the two Dumbledores got a hold of Arya and made her super-powered. Super-powered. Ugh, I just... Ugh, I can't stand Great Warrior. I'm sorry, I never have. So we're le- another, another criticism of this entire episode is Cersei. Cersei has been a fantastic villain. I mean, go back and look at the earlier episode. Look at Cersei. I mean, look, Lena Headley is probably one of the best actors in the entire show. But this entire season, you know what she does? She just sits by the window and looks over the King's Landing. Ugh. And that's what she does. Just, ugh. Looks over King's Landing. They couldn't have found a way for her to uh, exploit that any better. Not only that, but psychologically, she knows to use the dragon fire to blow up um, the Tyrells, which end up leading to Toman's death, um, and the Sept. But she didn't use the same tactics against Danny's army. It doesn't, again, the, the presidents is already set there. There's no depth that, Mart, that, that these two writers had that Martin provided earlier in the series. And again, I, can, I still contend the fact that the earlier seasons are better because you have a, a worldly view of things. Whereas this is so confined to King's Landing and Winterfell, you forget that Westeros and Essos exist. But let's continue on. Another thing, Euron and Jamie meeting. Jamie, Jamie, they destroyed Jamie, which I'm really pissed about. His entire arc was about redemption. They just completely said the hell with that. He's gonna go back and get Cersei. Even though Cersei tried to have him killed by Braun. Right? Whatever. Whatever. I mean, we're we're at that point, but but again, the episode was entertaining, right, people? That's all that matters is entertaining. Throw out logic, the hell with logic. Absolute shit. So Euron, who just got blown off his ship, swims a few miles ashore, and Jamie just happens to be there. I'm not going to say any more about that. It's just it's stupid. Just stupid. And Jamie and, and Cersei end up running each other. Again, great piece of acting. But it destroys Jamie's character, who he is. Who he is. I, I guess, you know, people wanted Jamie to kill Cersei, and that would have been a good arc. And loving Brace and and ta- you know kill her with a dagger, but I guess they're saving that for Snow and Daenerys next episode. I guess they didn't want to have too many of those scenes. And then up, of course, Jamie and 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 the Cersei end up going out being crushed by rocks. It's probably under the weight of the bullshit of this episode. Crushed by rocks. Uh, I, I, again, again, pathetic. An area just going with Sander up to uh, before Cleganbowl, which I'm not going to comment. I'm really upset about how that occurred. Again, should have had its own moment, um, not mashed in with all this nonsense. But Arya, whose entire arc was a list, Cersei was high among that list. Given the opportunity, she could have killed him. She serves the fate, you know. She serves death, but guess what? She decides to turn around at the last second. Travels all the way to kill Cersei. The King's Landing just turns around. Then she runs through the, the city while everybody's getting crushed by rocks, and somehow she makes it out because that's super area. Super area. 
I, I know it seems like I'm being a contrarian, but the point of the matter is this, uh, this, this entire season has been a debacle, has been a complete debacle, and it's apparent that the writers just want to get it over with. And that's sad. Besides episode, th- episode two, which I thought was fantastic, and Brian Cogman, who is the backup writer, did a great job with that, with all the characters. You didn't get that. Their send-offs have just been horrible. DB and David has completely pissed all, all over the series. And they're going to piss over the finale. Trust me. The finale is going to be the stake in the heart of the legacy of this, this show. But anyway. But I have decided, you know, this show, subversion over story arc, just terrible writing. But as I said, as I, I, I've decided that in, next year we're going to be getting this prequel. Um, to Game of Thrones, and Martin is going to be involved with that, and that prequel will take place for 5,000 years before this. It'll take place during the Age of Heroes. So as part of JB's Driving Podcast, I think I will continue um, talking about Game of Thrones and the development of that show. I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be taking place in what is known as the Age of Heroes, and that's more or less the Bronze Age of, um, of Westeros. should be exciting. No, I haven't been full of energy this this short episode. I just it's disappointing seeing this. I mean, these characters deserve better. They really did. And they just blew it off for Star Wars. They blew it off for Star Wars. Anyway, make sure it's uh Maryland Podcast Month here in the state of Maryland. Go to Maryland Podcast Month on Facebook and you can listen to a bunch of other podcasts that are part of the uh Part of the Maryland network, networking, you can say. Some good shows out there. Appreciate Red Maryland putting together. Make sure you listen to uh, Paul and I's regular show, JB's Driving Podcast. We just finished up. We just wrapped up uh, Jurassic Park. And Jaws is coming. And Jaws is a very good episode. A very good episode. Paul and I um, think we did a really good job with that. And make sure to, to download the last uh, episode of this short-lived podcast, the last four episodes of Game of Thrones. Um, I gotta be honest. I know what happens. I know what happens. I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed. That's why you probably hear the dejection in my voice. Very disappointed. Doesn't make sense. Terrible writing. Anyway, make sure to catch me on that episode. Hopefully, I can uh, release that sooner than later. Because it means a lot. Then, as I said, uh, up until next year when the prequel is released, I'll be updating uh, progress on that slowly. Be sure that a little podcast. With that being said, make sure to follow us on JB's uh, Driving through all the, our social media and then Stitcher, SoundCloud. Do what you need to do with iTunes. Leave us some reviews. Appreciate it. You all have a good one.